And That's he great. said, he's awesome. And yeah. he said to me, hey, I talked to the producer. We don't have to wear a tie. And I said, are you sure that's okay? He said, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all clear. We didn't get through the open, which is the beginning of the show. Yeah, before and the game. Bring, bring, my phone's ringing. And text from the producer, everyone, we just got blown up. How dare you? The first time ever, no one hasn't has worn what? a tie. Can, oh, yeah. can, that needs to be retired. Uh, sure, you want to wear it sometimes, or some people like it all good. I was just like Jeff. I was pushing that so hard for every MLB job that I had, for every game that I had. I was like, we're at a game. It's 95 degrees out. Why am I dressed for a wedding? True. I don't get it. But why, what happened to the old Fox Sports polos or the, with the little logo That's what I'm right saying. Here? Polos. And especially nowadays, too. Like, give me the – and you know, Kratzy. Give me the Lululemon, the Under Armour. Like, give me the dry fit. Um, nice and, and thin, breathable. It's 90 something degrees out for TV, for baseball. This isn't a business meeting. This is a fun ball game to watch. Connect with the fans somehow, like connect with your Thank you. territory shop. There right? it is. I, I'm not, I'm not saying a tie doesn't make you connect. I mean, you see AJ like four times during the game. No, four once you see me in the open and then that's, that's it. it once in the open. Nah. They usually do a shot or two when well, they bring you in. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Half the time, Kratzy, when they show you, though, my tie's up, my sleeves are rolled up. I get texts from my mom saying, man, your tie looks like crap. Why are, you, why are they showing you? <laughs> mom. <laughs> They're supposed to give me a heads up. Hey, you were coming on camera. Sometimes they don't, so that's when you really get caught. Todd ah, Father had know. to wear. Yeah, Todd now. Father had to wear a suit for Yes Network. How'd that feel, Todd Father? Yeah, it felt all right. This? It was yeah. all right. I, I'm, I'm more. I like the Little League World Series when I'm broadcasting. They give you the nice collared shirt, loose. It's 95 degrees out there. Everybody's sweating. You get to wear whatever pants you want and be comfortable. That's all it is about. I, I don't mind putting on a suit and tie. I think it's great every once in a while, but, you know, we want to be comfortable. So yep. there, there, there's a time and place for them all. I, I will and say it's this, sports. Though. It's sports. But In I 10 have, years, we won't be wearing suits. Just because what you see on the top ain't what's down on the bottom. <laughs> 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 very true. Very true. Yeah. You can <laughs> wear whatever there, you want on the bottom. Yes. I've done games in shorts. Oh, yeah. Suit, I've tie, seen many do games in shorts. shorts. Yep. Flip-flops. Come yes. on. Mm. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is insider info. The yeah. ma the carpet doesn't match the drapes is what you're saying. Not, a, not all the time on TV. Like Same yesterday. thing with this show. You yeah. never know what we're going to get here. Can't see what's underneath. We yeah, we kept seeing we kept seeing AJ's toes the other day. That was, that was yesterday. <laughs> I was, I was just doing bunions everywhere. <laughs> First of all, I had no bunions. Yeah, bunions. My toes are clean. Speaking of Bunyans, uh, Paul Bunyan, a.k.a. Jose Miranda, who homered twice <laughs> yesterday, is going to join us on the show. Hit tool galore. I love him. He had a great rookie season. There was just a lot of good rookie seasons last year, especially in the American League. I mean, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman, et cetera, Stephen Kwan. But Miranda's great. So we'll have fun with him coming up. And then John Heyman, 
the insider and New York Post hosts his own show, breaks news, the whole deal. I've known John for years. He's funny. He's a spitfire. We'll, we'll have a good time with John. Spitfire. Yeah, like, isn't isn't that like... Spitfire like the plane? I don't no, even know what that no, means. No, you no. guys know what I'm talking about. With spitfire, spitfire he's, right? he's, he's got energy. He's, he's, he's got... He says shit. Yeah, he's, he's off the charts. He's a dude that's going to tell you how he feels, and he's a guy you want to be around. He's energetic. Thank you, Todd. No, I, I like John. We speak the same I'm just language. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, you speak that Jersey Shore language. <laughs> well, he's a New Yorker. John's a New Yorker. I'm, I'm talking he's about got John. I'm talking New about York you and accent. Frazier. What that we have in Speaking New Jersey? That New Jersey language. Yeah, exactly. Spitfire. Which he is said that three it's times universal. Already. Everyone. Spitfire. Yeah, he said it on the meeting twice today. Spitfire. Okay. Well, I only said it once on air. Know, People wanna, don't get wanna, to hear our gotta, meetings. Now I want to find out exactly what Spitfire means. Okay. So while you do that, let's charge the mound, shall we? Because yeah, Jordan Walker it. was predicted by many, and I believe he was the favorite to be Rookie of the Year in the National League to start the season. Great kid. Super young, though. He's 20 years old. Off to a blazing start. Remember, I mentioned him every show that he had the hit streak going. It was two weeks into the season. Now you fast forward the last 10 games, 205, 475 OPS. And they option them out to AAA Louisville. They also had an outfield logjam there. They have too many outfielders that are kind of the not the same type of player, but all have strengths and weaknesses, not, not superstar, kind of middle tier. And so he gets booted for now. He was hitting 353 through April 10th. And then it is down to 274, but not getting pop. And Ali Marmol, the manager, said, he was spending extra time with hitting coach Turner Ward to work on fixing his posture at the plate. They're hoping to get more line drives and homers. His ground ball rate was 60.4%, and that's high. And here's the quote from Marmol. For as hard as he hits the ball, a lot more are going to get through because of how hard he hits it. But that still isn't anything near what he's capable of doing. This is a guy who hits the ball at the top of the league. So if he learns how to get it off the ground, there are a lot of extra base hits and homers awaiting him. Yes, Todd? I, I'm so confused. When, when did the year start? April, what was the first game? Like March April 30th. 30th. March 30th. So, all right. I mean, they're not even a month into the season. And they're, I mean, I think you got to give this kid more chance. I, there's got to be more to the story, um, in my opinion, because I went over 31 one time. So that would be a zero for zero my second year. And I didn't get sent down. You know, you got to give this kid a chance, dude. I don't. He's supposed to be one of the top-rated guys in baseball. And I don't know what's going on with the St. Louis Cardinals, but there's, there's, there's something hidden behind this. And um, once you call a young man up, you got to give him two months. you got to give him at least two months to prosper and figure out what he's doing. But we don't know the whole backstory. All I'm saying is here's a lot of ground ball rates, all about numbers, numbers. I'm an eye test guy. All right, he's struggling. But at the same time, like, you want to send this guy down right now? I mean, is that going to hurt his psyche a little bit? We don't know the whole story. I keep saying that. I just there's something missing there, Eric. I, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, some feel. That's what's missing. Yeah. Like some feel from whoever's making the decisions. I'm not going to only put it on Ollie. You know his his whatever his comments were. I am not on board with those. But the just the feel of like, okay, you knew you knew you have a log jam. Scotty said, hey, you know, they have a log jam. They kind of have the same type of guys. Like, he's it, if you're going going by numbers, on the season so far, he's 1% better than the league average. He's got a 101 OPS. So if you thought he was good enough and now he's struggling, like put him in the lineup. Move him up in the order. 
because he's about to get hot. Like if, if you thought he was good enough. To me, this is more of this is way less. This is like one percent on on Jordan Walker. This is on this is ninety nine percent on the Cardinals organization. Like either oh shoot, we made a mistake before, which was their mistake, or oh shoot, we're making a mistake now. We're panicking and we don't know what to do. Like no, I don't, I don't, I don't get this at all. But it happens way more now. You would never see this with a rookie before. You would never see a guy who's supposed to be your number one, number two, number three prospect get called up. And then you're like, uh, well, he's got options. We'll send him down. Dustin Pedroia, I think, hit like 170 for his first month in Boston when he first got called up. They didn't send him down. They believed in him. Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge hit like one, I'll have to look it up, like 170, 190 his first like month in the big leagues. Now it's a year before came back to spring training the next year. And he almost didn't make the team because they were basing on what he did the year before. Not just, you can't only evaluate spring training. You know, this guy, he's your guy. You didn't trade for him. This is, this is very short-sighted by a team that's struggling. And in my opinion, not making the hard decisions. They're just like, Oh, he's got options. Send him down. It's, it's a panic kind of move. Because you constructed this roster poorly, whoever that was, whether it was John Mosellock or whoever helped build this roster, you knew when you brought Jordan Walker to the major leagues this year, you had an outfield logjam. You have Carlson, you have Newt Barr, you have O'Neill, you have Walker, you have all these guys. There's only three spots to play. You know is going to be at third. You know Goldschmidt is at first, Edmonds at second. And then shortstop, Paul DeYoung, whoever, whoever's there, whatever that, you know. And then you have Donovan, right? So you have all these guys that are kind of mix and match for only a few spots. You just can't put this on this kid because he was off to such a great start. And he's only – in the, the excuse of he's hitting too many ground balls, fine. He was getting hits. You were all happy before. Now they're catching those ground balls and you want him to hit more fly balls. Aren't your best – coaches supposed to be in the major leagues to help your team win so wouldn't the hitting coach Turner Ward be your best option to help this kid but put him in the lineup every day and give him a chance to figure it out because by sending him to AAA he's I know he's never played in AAA I don't believe I think he skipped AAA didn't he right from AA and got to the big leagues I believe so so he's going to go down to AAA what happens if he struggles in AAA to start are you going to then send him to AA because he's over 15 it doesn't make any sense. Let the guy, if you believe, it's kind of like the pinch hitter thing or a starter. You you start a guy in a game in a position, let's say shortstop. Then you bring in a guy because he's 0 for 3 to face the closer. Well, that guy's good enough to start the game, but he's not good enough to finish the game. To me, that doesn't make sense. So why would you let Jordan Walker start? Why not send him a AAA to start, get hot, then call him up? Instead, you call him, you start him in the big leagues. He gets off to a great start. He's still, like Eric said, above league average as a player. Put him in the lineup every day. He's 20 years old. Let this kid play every single day for a time period that proves, yes, you can do it. No, you can't do it. He might reward you when rookie of the year, like a lot of people were expecting. Instead, you send him down to the bushes, send him back to AAA. And again, God forbid he struggles down there. I don't think he will. But then when do you call him back up? He goes down and has two good games. Oh, he's ready. Come on back up. What's what's the number that he – what does he have to prove in, in AAA or even AA at that, for that matter to, to get back there? There's nothing he can prove 
except he has to do it at the major league level. Give the kid some time. And by the way, St. Louis, you suck right now, anyways. I mean, let's be young. Were they nine and sixteen? I think nine and some nine and seventeen, something yes. like that. So, so let the kid play. Maybe he'll do something. Maybe he'll provide a spark. We've already seen, and I love Ollie Marmel. He's already got into with Tyler O'Neill. And then, like Eric said, this answer didn't make a lot of sense of why they sent him down. Hitting too many ground balls. Well, he's getting hits. He's he's hitting 270. It's not like he's hitting 170 and we're three months into the year. You're less than a month into the season and you're doing this. It, it just it, – the whole messaging doesn't make sense for the Cardinals way that they always talk about. Cardinals fans are going nuts, Kratzy. They want Marmol out. They – want the front office changed around which this happens time to time and they have been a consistent playoff contender for a long time and it's not a top five payroll team either they're not bottom they're they're middle to upper tier but it's a team that's done a really good job of winning for a long time so expectations are really high but it is a panic move I mean a week and a half of Jordan Walker struggling they need to do something to switch things up so how do you think they're being perceived and Marmol you know him I mean, he he is – I have a tough time – like, I know him off the field a little bit that I've interacted with him. He is a very humble, very, like, very genuine, very upfront person, not in your face at all, very meek. Like, and just the ways that things have come out in the media, it just feels – something feels weird. And I can't because I'm not in there. I can't tell you exactly what's going on. But to have two cases like this in the beginning of the season where you're sitting here going, well, why did he say that? It's almost like somebody's somebody's behind him going, you know, holding the strings and going, hey, you know what we want you to say is this. Well, why can't he just say, you know what? We brought Paul DeJong back. We needed... We needed one outfielder to go down, and he's the one with options. I would still argue with that because I do not believe you call somebody 20 years old up and you're like, hey, bro, you could be on the shuttle for the next three years because you have options. That's, that is demoralizing for a young player. That's demoralizing for somebody who's 26 years old and is like, all right, you know, I'm going to be shipped up and down the next three years. I'm on the shuttle. What else was this guy supposed to do? He's 20 years old. He could grow another two inches. Like he's not even he could not even be finished puberty yet. Like twenty years old and he hit two seventy in the big leagues. Like you grow into your power. So do not say, oh, he hits too many ground balls. Like that's just even if even if the people who made the decision over top of you, Ali, said that, don't say it to the media. Like obviously you've been a manager in the big leagues way longer than I have. But man, oh man, like if a manager said that to the media, now all of a sudden, as a player, you're sitting there going, oh, well, that's what he means. When the reality is, Mazeliak and you know all the other people up there pushing the buttons are, are the ones who are like, hey, make sure you tell them, tell everybody it's because of his ground ball rates, not because you know he's an above average player and we don't have any options on the other guys in the outfield that can't field in the outfield either. So we need to bring shortstop back. But here's the question. DeYoung was back. They they did it for a guy they DFA'd two days ago. Oh, was it for Modder? It was for Modder. It wasn't for – DeYoung has been back. He's been playing. Yeah. It's for Modder. They DFA'd him two days ago. I thought it was for DeYoung. And then they do this. That's why it's questionable. 
if, if it was a roster crunch and they had a guy, let's say a bona fide superstar coming back, let's say they had, okay, we'll throw out always a hypothetical, clearly. Say they had Bryce Harper coming back and they said, Jordan Walker, you're going to come here and you're going to start at the big leagues until Bryce, Wa- Bryce Harper comes back. I know Bryce Harper plays for the Phillies, so, but I'm just saying, using a big name guy, right? He's on the IL. He comes back. Jordan Walker goes to AAA and says, okay, I get it. I knew I was there for that amount of time. But instead, they DFA'd Modder two days ago. They claimed him, DFA'd him, not even a day. Boom, they, now they need him all of a sudden. Why? What? What? What is Modder going to bring that Jordan Walker didn't bring? Modder's not going to play, right? Your infield's pretty set. I know Modder can kind of play everywhere, but he's just another thing they're throwing in there as a cog to say, okay, we have another utility guy when Walker has a chance to be a superstar in this league. So then say that. So then say – hey, you know what, we're bringing in a guy who's, you don't have to say, hey, Modder's going to sit on the bench. That's not great for Modder either. But, like, we're bringing in a guy who's going to be that bench guy for us. We don't want Jordan Walker to be the bench guy. Just have started to run out of at-bats. Don't question, like, hey, bro, you got to go down and hit more fly balls. Like, that's not, okay, yeah, I'll sacrifice my hit tool for the fact that Maybe I haven't quite grown into my power yet. You'll learn that kind of stuff. He hasn't done anything wrong. Just sit. It's weird. It's I'm going to really point one, one thing out before we move on. So, because the, the YouTube chat's bumping with a couple of our, um, our favorites talking about his defense. His defense has not been good. I agree. I, and, you know, I'm watching games of everyone. So, the games I've seen from him, he does look shaky out there. And He's that's 20. not his natural position either. I didn't no. say that. No, I know. I'm just saying this is a team that is not striking guys out, especially from their starting staff. So you do need balls to get caught. Like you, you need above average defense everywhere with that pitching staff right now. So I watched Burleson chase the ball, you know, yep, a, bad, a bad route in the ball last night for a triple yeah. against uh, the Giants with Wade up to bat. Like he's not the only one. If, if they were winning, we wouldn't be talking about this. 100%. Correct. Correct. If they were winning, he'd still be up with the ball club. I no agree. No so, doubt. and the defense also throw him in there at DH here and there too. True. Dude should be. A, dude will figure it out. He made so. the team because he can hit. Let him hit. Agreed. I take a guy batting two seventy four right now. You see, yeah. you see the outfielders' numbers. They're all two fifty and under. But I'm not calling anybody out. But listen. Dude, call them out. It's okay. No, I'm not the players because I like them. I'm, I'm sure they're going to be batting, you know, where they want to bat at the end of the year, hopefully. But he's batting 274. I mean, I would – God, that was the highest I've ever batted in, in Major League Baseball. So I'm The highest proud. for one week I ever hit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been 25 games. Chill yeah. out, man. All right, let me rip through a few topics before John Heyman joins us in five minutes. Sure. Robbie Ray is out for the rest of the season. For the Mariners, flexor tendon uh, surgery in his pitching elbow. That's the problem for him. Scott Service said really hard for Robbie, really good competitor, not only going to miss what he does every fifth day when he takes the ball, but being a great teammate. Um, This is the second season of a five-year, $115 million deal. And he was hurt in his debut on March 31st. He walked five there, 91 pitches. and, uh, And that was it. He was out after that surgery for him he's had injury issues throughout his career and it's a shame this is a guy who was an absolute stud for a season cashed out on it and i will say 
for the Blue Jays, they made the decision. Kevin Gossman and Robbie Ray, basically same price. And also those guys picked where they wanted to go, but they chose Gossman. And that seems to be the right choice. Right now? Yeah. Robbie Ray did win a Cy Young, though. I know. But then they let him go. Which is How often does that happen? They also know more than we do about health, about everything. That's my point. They're in there with them every day. So they made – you never want to see anybody get hurt, especially a guy with the stuff and the, and the makeup and the Cy Young, like Robbie Ray. But, yeah, you're right. The Blue Jays seemed like they made the right choice. The Mariners were happy with their choice last year when he was pitching the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it just it just sucks when you see a guy get hurt. That's, that's the worst thing. You never want to see anybody get hurt no matter what. The flexor tendon thing is, is weird. I don't know what injury that is, but you hear it sometimes, you know, the flexor strain, and you're just like – uh, so I do like the fact that he's getting it taken care of because sometimes you hear the flexor strain and then they try to rehab it. It doesn't come back. It's That's tough. It's tough. It, it, it hurts the Mariners also, obviously. But if there's a team, like when the Braves lose somebody, you're like, man, they just they add somebody else. The Mariners, it just feels like their starting pitching is deeper than most teams. Injuries, man. The injury bug, we talked about it in our first couple episodes, man. If teams can stay healthy, they're going to be superior. And hopefully this is just the start of nothing after this. Because, yeah, like you said, flexor tendons, I, I don't know. You know, sometimes um, they make things, you know, I got a back strain. Next thing you know, it's actually something you got to get, you know, a, a shot or an injection for. So hopefully it's just something real simple. Um, but he's... It's, it's, it's pretty bad, man. I feel bad for the guy. And the Mariners have to watch out because the Astros started slow. You knew they were going to pick it up. I mean, three and six start, 11 and five since then. They just went on a 7-2 run against Toronto, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. They got the Phillies coming up for the weekend. They were shutting down Tampa Bay. They held them scoreless for, what, a couple games. I mean, it was one nothing yesterday. So Houston's coming again. I mean, their pitching's great. So it just sucks for Seattle. You just don't want to be in a position like this so early depth. on. They have depth, though. No, I know. I know. Enough, I'm just saying it makes, the, the makes is, the division race tougher for them. The thing about Seattle this year is they won all those one-run games last year. That usually flips the next year because that's a lot of luck involved. They they had that two years in a row. That yes. happened. So definitely, and you've already seen it's flipped this year for them. They're losing a lot of those close games they won last year. Last night. Last you know, we can, we can go on and on about them, but, <laughs> but – but, right, so they and then they already lost Munoz, who was yeah, one of their and he'll be back. Guys. But that's a huge loss, that's one of the biggest loss. reliever losses. And then in you the lose game. your guy who started opening day for you, right, Robbie Ray. So you're already down two of your big guns, starter and a reliever. And then you have Houston coming, and Texas is off to a better start than anybody thought they were going to be off to. It's it's oof, good thing they made the playoffs last year because it's looking a lot tougher this year. Angels right now are pretty healthy, so they're playing decent as well. So yeah, I said it, Kratz. Zach Gallen pitched well <laughs> yesterday again, picked up the dub for the Diamondbacks. He's super underrated. Barely anyone knows who he is. Six and a third, four hits, 12 Ks. He also didn't used to be this kind of strikeout artist. He punches out everyone now. Because they look at him and they see those glasses and he intimidates them when he's out there. And everyone should wear glasses. Yeah, there you go. Scoreless inning streak at 28. And I know it was Kansas City. They're one of the worst offenses in the game. Hater. But- you, can't, oh, you can't use that. So you, Hater. You, you can't use that. 
What, because why? you said when we were the Rays were winning all those games, you can't use that. Now you can't use Kansas oh, I did City use, as a bad I offense. did use that. What do you mean? I did use oh, that. You did I use said that? the Rays had a he soft schedule. It. So let's he used it. it all the time. I, I, I used it yesterday he again. Didn't play. He didn't I, play. Do you remember? Were you Not here yesterday when I went through the May schedule for the Rays? You did. Okay. So I'm saying, no, schedule and opponent does matter. But I I also said Gallon's been great against everyone. And he said post game, would you believe me if I said I didn't feel great or as good as I guess I felt the last start? Yes, Zach, I would believe you because it was the Royals for this start. Oh my gosh! Oh my, paging, paging Mike Swanson, the PR guy for the old PR guy for the Royals. You're retired. He probably would call in and say, "Yeah, tough times for Kansas City right now." <laughs> he was the he was the PR guy for the Diamondbacks too. That's right. Before the Royals, you're right. Old Swanee. Gallon's a stud though. He is. Yeah. Smooth criminal man. Just keep rocking, dude. Every fifth day, it's fun to watch. Hey, Second did you right? know? You know how. Everybody loves Strider, and he strikes everybody out. You know who has more strikeouts than Strider? Gallon. Zach Gallon. Crazy. Zach Gallon's a big over guy on the prop, K-prop. You're right. You know, so that previous start before KC, San Diego, seven innings, two hits, nothing. No runs, no homers, obviously no homers, no walks, 11 Ks. It'd be, it'd be tough to score a run if you, don't hit, if you hit a homer and you don't score. I know. Thank you. You're going to pinpoint every word. I talked for two, three hours a day. Just, it was just funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, because he, he's really good, but he's not a he's not your typical power guy. You, you think of Strider and you think four-seamer, right? Gallon kind of more of a finesse strikeout guy. With, he throws more pitches. He's, he's out there. You can see his mind's going a million miles an hour. He's almost trying to outthink everybody, but then he has the stuff to back it up. So he, he's a stud out in Arizona that no one's ever really heard of. And that's that's the best about this game. You don't have to be 100% to do good, and that's why it's the hardest game in the world, in my opinion. So, yeah, there's been days where as I've been hitting. I'm sure you guys have too. You don't feel good. You get three knocks. You're like, what the hell? How did I do that? Well, some luck, some dominance, just going out there and say grip it and rip it, and that's what he's been doing, man. It's It's – He's been filthy from the start of the season, so keep on going, Zach. I need he, to be 100% to get three knocks, Tom, <laughs> let's be honest. And we needed to be winning or else I wasn't getting my last at-bat there. So Boom. that's why people pinch hit, AJ. You said before, people pinch hit. He was good enough to start the game. No, they was just, I, was just, I was just holding the place. <laughs> oh. he, he was dominant second half last year, Gallon, too, and he made some changes, more, more four-seam fastball change-up mix. So one more thing before we get to Heyman. Did you see the pitch against Vinny Pasquantino? What's the pitch? It was a, it was a cutter changeup that went in a direction you never see a pitch go. If you haven't seen it, you have time. So look at it, and we can talk about it in slap hands or something like that. Some people were calling it uh, chutter, which I know you love new change, pitch names. Changeup cutter? You know what it was yes. called? It was called a yank changeup because guys, guys throw it, and they don't they, instead of they get around it and it cuts. And that's called just a cut changeup, and it's a mistake. And yeah, I'm sure it was probably nasty. But it was I a beautiful mistake. I guarantee you, he didn't mean to do it. And it was I guarantee sick. you, get Zach Gallon. Scott Boris. Scott Boris, get Zach Gallon on here. I want to know about the chutter. No, the catcher's down there, like, dude. I thought it was going to go this way, and it cut. I almost didn't catch it. Hundred percent. That dude's back there panicking every time he calls a changeup. Now, if it's a real pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was awesome. Look it up. I'm looking at it right now. Good. Drew Maggi made his MLB debut. He's called up the other day. We talked about it. He's actually starting today, which is awesome. But 13 seasons in the minors, 33 years old, almost 5,000 plate appearances. Pirates smacked the Dodgers yesterday, and he got an AB, and then he spoke about it. 
It is. We just had a chance, Drew. We, cho uh, we just spoke to your parents a moment ago. But to make your major league debut, 13 years, 1,100 games in the minor leagues, an endless amount of perseverance to have this moment, how do you put this into words? Uh, I mean, I really can't. I, uh, I, I, could, I can't explain how I was feeling in the box. You guys... <laughs> I didn't even know what to do. You guys were cheering me on. I, it was, I don't know. I, I never expected that. And, you know, through the journey, I just, you know, I thought I'd make my debut and it'd be a normal or bad, obviously special, but I mean, the crowd cheering my name. I got my parents here, my, my three brothers, sister back at home. I mean, this is unbelievable. Thank you, everybody. I mean, that's, that's wow. freaking awesome that's movie stuff special special man i my brother waited nine years to get in the big leagues i think about him when they do that kind of stuff and that's what baseball is all about giving a guy a true shot one that deserved it perseverance and kept working kratzy i know man it took a while for you to get up to as well i know you i remember watching your film you were in tears too it's uh it's all worthwhile once it comes to fruition man that's a really cool moment for him it is really cool. It sucks that he struck out and he got a pitch violation and the same like, but to see, and this is why, this is why one baseball is awesome, but two, like the pirates fans, they got it. Like it was a, it was a Wednesday night game and they got it. They understood like this guy, what he did was special and they gave him a standing ovation. Like, it is something that that fan base is electric and they need a team. They need an ownership that puts players, puts players on the field for them. But to be able to last, I mean, I, I was 30 years old when I finally got called up to go another four years. He's going to turn, he's going to turn 34 here. Hopefully while he's in the big leagues in a few days, like that's unbelievable. That is, that's, such perseverance, such – he had gotten called up one other time before, didn't get in the game, but forever. He'll be number two, 22,903 players to play in a big league game. Wow. Good good one there. First pitch, I was, I was watching this at bat live last night, and first pitch he went deep foul and the crowd went crazy. After he got a standing ovation, and he said, I didn't know if I should tip my cap. I didn't know what to do because there's all these people cheering for me. So first pitch, he goes deep foul, which would have been even better if it would have stayed fair, he would have hit a home run. Then he's in such shock and, again, not knowing what to do. He gets a pitch clock violation. This is when the umpire has to have a feel. I'm not banging on the umpire because it was a great movie. And then he punched out and he ran to first. And I'm sure nobody wants to strike out, but for Maggi, that had to be the greatest feeling punch out of his life. Running to first, <laughs> looking around. If you watch him run off the field, he was smiling. He was looking around, taking it all in. Then you get interviewed after the game. Just what baseball is all about, what makes it so special. And I'm so happy for this, I was going to say kid, but, geez, he's, he's 34 years old, so he's not really a kid anymore. But he's in the lineup today. I'm, I'm watching every about. I hope he gets a hit. And then, oh, like Jordan Walker, man, he might get sent down if he goes 0 for 3, 0 for 4. So, man, No, the Pirates guy, are good. They're give in first this guy place. a chance. <laughs> <laughs> the Pirates are good. They're in first place. Uh, he, by the way, is 0 for 2 right now. So we'll let you know something nah. changes. He'll get a lot of ABs, though, because, well, he'll get at least, I would say, two more. They're in the sixth, and it's five five-run game, 3-2. Pittsburgh's winning again.
Good for them. Good start for them. Next up, it is a special anniversary on what? Friday. Right? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So I didn't even know about this, period. Uh, it's, it's a shame. Never heard sheltered. about it. And what? I guarantee, no, I, I haven't been sheltered. I just think it's from the early 80s. I wasn't born yet. Wait, wait, wait. And I, I bet you most major leaguers, current major leaguers, have no idea about Lee Elia. What, Kratzy? You, did, you didn't, you've been in baseball for life now. You were in, like, you were coming up through, like, and you've never heard of this? Maybe it came across something when I did a back in time or something on a previous show, but it, I guess it didn't stick with me, so I hadn't remembered. No. Wow. That's so great for Todd me. Father, so what about you? Maybe it's a Jersey thing. No, See? Never heard of it. We don't know. We don't know. What? So, no. All right, guys. Why don't you take over here? Tell me what happened. And I think, we, <laughs> oh, cool. I think we've got a little bit of, we got a little sound. Should we run the sound first or do you want to set it up? Uh, I'll set it up. So Lee Ilya, 40 years ago Saturday, was the manager of the Cubs. And as a White Sox former player, let's just say the South Side White Sox and the North Side Cubs don't get along very well. We had a guy on our team named Paul Canerco who was the captain of our team, and he found this, and he would play it. And not only would he play it, we had a DJ that was one of our clubhouse guys, Todd, you know, Tom Boffia, mm-hmm. DJ Boffia, wow. and he made a re- remix of this. And so we would play it. When we play the Cubs or things weren't going right, we would play this and just get a laugh out of people. And the first time people hear it, they think it's fake. But this is not fake. And recently the tape recorder went on sale that was – recorded this. Now, 1983, it was a tape recorder. Les Grobstein, who recently passed away, his estate sold it. And I've been trying to find the guy who bought it, and he actually just emailed me back and said there's not a dollar amount that he would sell it to me for. So Wow. Dang. But we were going to play this rant for you, and I consider it the greatest rant of all time. We're not going to get the whole five minutes. We're only going to get a minute of it. But there are so many memorable lines in this. And at the end, We'll talk about it again, and I'll give you some better stories, but this is one minute of the greatest rant of all time in baseball. April 29th, 1983, home team loses 4-3 to the Dodgers, and it was a wild pitch from Lee Smith, the future Hall of Fame closer. And are we getting an unedited version? No, I think there's a lot of beeps. There's a lot of beeps. I was going to say, kids, earmuffs, but you're okay <laughs> here, okay? So let's listen in to uh, Lee Elliott. You're tired now, and you're in a little difficulty. We've got all these so-called f***ing fans that come out here and say they're Cub fans that are supposed to be behind you, ripping every f***ing thing you do. I'll tell you one f***ing thing. I hope we get f***ing hotter than just to stuff it up than 3,000 f***ing people that show up every f***ing day. Because if they're the real Chicago f***ing fans, they can kiss my ass right downtown and print it. My What am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my f***ing players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the f***ing nickel-dime people to show up? The f***ers don't even work. That's why they're out of the game. They want to go out and get a f***ing job and find out what it's like to go out there and earn a f***ing living. 85% of the world's working. The other 15 come out here. The f***ing playground for the f***ers. After a day game, that's that's incredible. I was gonna say, is that Todd Father after Tom's River Little League loses a game in T? Never, never, no, 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 no. The backstory though, I because I actually let met, met Lee. He's an awesome dude, and I asked him about this. I said, "Hey Lee, what's the deal?" He said, "We were five and fourteen. If you keep listening, he says apparently that is the criteria 
for a good season. And it'll turn around and it'll and it's coming and we got a Philiitis and all this sheep shit. He says all these great lines. But he said they lost the game, and as the fan, as the players were coming off, the fans were just booing him. And he's like, I couldn't take it anymore. I just had to say something. He kept his job, though, for a while after this. He didn't get fired the next day. It, he was a manager for a while after this. But the line where he says 85% of the world works, the other 15% come out here to day baseball, I'd use that line when we played against the Cubs before. And there's only a select few people that have ever understood what I was saying. So I've done interviews where they ask me about playing in Wrigley. And I'll say 85% of the world works. The other 15% come out here. And Canerico and a few people. But we used to know that by line by line, that whole thing. When he says, my freaking ass. I mean, the whole thing. And there's so many good lines in there. Say and Philly-itis and all this stuff. It's just, it's it's the best line for me. You hit the ball, you catch the ball, you get the fucking job done. That's it. He sums up baseball. In those words, and Leolia, you're a legend, and man, I wish I could get my hands on that tape recorder because it would be awesome. Priceless. Apparently to the guy who bought it. Well, the guy who bought it might be rich as hell and doesn't care and doesn't need the money and he just wants it. That's Apparently, that's exactly what he said in the email. I mean, he didn't say he was rich as hell, but he said, oh, I mean, hold on, I'm not going to tell you his name, but I will say. Can you read the email? Wow, I certainly didn't expect this much excitement around unless this tape recorder, given it's the 40th anniversary of the rant, maybe I shouldn't be. So it's not really for sale. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to make it the centerpiece of my Lee Ilya rant museum or donate it to a more established organization. But I don't think there's a reasonable dollar figure that would get me to part with it at this point. Appreciate the request uh, request, and all the best. Mm. What do you mean by reasonable? Well, it's you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm rich? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, he uh, likes it as much as you like it. Apparently. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. It's in a good home. You, you, I, you can feel safe that it's in a good home but that rant the 85 15 part of it is my favorite part of that rant and it's almost like scott talking about the facial hair policy for the yankees <laughs> yeah all, like lee elliott and scott braun just right right there <laughs> the the thing is is that i do the cubs game on saturday on the 40th anniversary that's probably going to come up in the middle of the game it should. It's 100% coming. I've already talked to Adam Amin, who I'm doing. He's a Chicago guy, and it's it's going to come up during the game. You can sure. tell Fox they have permission to use this clip from foul territory if they'd like to okay. run. Right. For, I'll for ask him. I also was, was told I got a correction here. I'm sorry. Again, I wasn't born. I don't know the story that well. Lee Elia. Is yeah. it Elia? Elia. I uh, was saying Elia. Yeah. Like Elio's Pizza. I don't know. Okay. I, Thank you. I dominated some Emilio's pizza the other day. Thank you. I, Thank still, you. I'll still crush Emilio's. Watch out. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Emilio's have an I, though? Isn't it an I? No, no, no it's an E, right? E L L I O S? I O S, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. E L L I O S. It's an E. Starts with an E. All right, ready? We're going to run through a number of current topics in the game with a little take it or leave it action. Nice and simple. I liked how it went last time around. Because we talk too much, so this actually gets us through certain topics a lot quicker. So, And we have a recent one that just broke here because the Padres are switching their lineup up. So take it or leave it, the Padres switching up their lineup today is smart. And here is the lineup. And I'll read it for the podcast crowd. Cronenworth leading off. Tatis 2, Soto 3, Bogarts 4, Machado down to 5, then Carpenter, Grisham, Kim, Sullivan, and Lugo's on the mound for them. But... For Machado, he has been struggling for the most part to start the year. And I looked, he was on this list, and I, I'm buddies with Mike Petriello, and he does a great job making certain stats understandable for me. So he posted 
hard hit rate so far. That's you you hit the ball 95 plus, right? Pretty easy to mm-hmm. understand. 95 miles an hour harder exit velocity. Manny Machado has the second largest drop in hard hit rate from last year right now. 17.1%. You got to hear this list, actually. I'll give you the top five here. Number one biggest drop in hard hit rate right now. Andrew Judge. Andrew Benintendi. Oh, well. Down so 17.6%. The then Machado. <laughs> then then Todd Frazier's boy, Jose Abreu's down 15.8%. Hey, I'm still rooting, I'm still rooting for him, man. Let's Yo, he's going to have a big second half. It's all good. And RBIs, then, RBIs. Yeah, ribbies. Wong and then Isaac Paredes. So, anyway, take it or leave it on the lineup switch. I love it. Mix it up. They're 13 and 13. They were supposed to be right there at the time. I mean, they're right there in the division because Arizona's only a game ahead of them at 14 and 12. The Dodgers are 13 and 12. Looks like they're going to lose. They might be 13 and 13 also. So I'm all for it. Listen, Bob Melvin's got to do something. Tatis is back. He's been okay since he's been back. Soto, we've talked about struggling. Cronomer's been kind of their most consistent guy early. So get him more at bats. Move Machado. Bogarts has been really good. Leave him where he's at. But I'm all for it. Listen, mix it up. Get some guys uncomfortable and, and see what happens. No, I'm not for it. Well, not the way they did it. I don't want to see Crony at the top of the order there. He's got a 303 on base percentage. He's hitting 221. Like, put Juan Soto at first for, to lead off and then put Tatis behind him. You got absolute beasts in there in Tatis, X, and Manny. Like, give them a chance to drive Soto in. It's going to take three singles because he's not fast, but. Like, they got a shot to put the ball out of the ballpark. Juan's not going to swing, so you're going to see a lot of pitches anyway. Now you got to wait for him to hit in the three-hole, and he's not hitting. So I get it. He doesn't want to hit there, but no, I'm not taking it. I'm leaving it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in between. I'm not – I like a little mix-up as a manager. Mix it up. I know they're 500, but I I hear what you're saying, Kratz. You can have Cronenworth not lead off. Maybe – Lead him off because he's a little spark plug. You're going by the numbers. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll help Soto out. Maybe it'll help uh, Manny out. You can Take always go it, back Todd. to the lineup you had. Take it or leave it. Uh, you're not my, you're not my dad, so I don't have to answer <laughs> to you. Uh, <laughs> I am in between. I'm in between. I don't know. Kratz, if you here's the thing we talked about Soto before. If you put him in leadoff, aren't you encouraging him not to swing the bat? Aren't you yes, or, trying to take No, walks? reverse psychology. Oh, you like no, to walk I'm so much? It. Go to the top of the lineup and take all your pitches. No, I'm taking it. Just okay. take but it. You get, I'm taking you get it. what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Like, if Manny Machado is not hitting the ball hard, yeah, you're going down to fifth. We're going to let X hit the ball hard. Like, this is what you got. I think it's a great move. I think Bob Melvin is an absolute – legend in getting the most out of people so if he thinks about moving Cronenworth up hey then I'm then I'm all and I'm all for it but um, are you taking it or leaving it I'm leaving it I'm leaving it you just said you agreed with it so that means you're taking it no I said if if Bob Melvin's the one that made the choice well who the hell made the choice (laughs) come on you know who's made the choice Uh, who made the choice Preller the GM same person that's building that lineup Bob Melvin you think Bob? You think AJ Preller's walking into Bob Melvin's office saying, "Here's the lineup. You write it down." No nope. freaking chance. Hey, listen, they they no, do it. To, they do absolutely it to other no man- chance. They do it to other big managers. I, I, you know, I've heard about this. Yes, I, I can see it happening. Mm, I, I can't. Bob Melvin's been around too long. I've had too many conversations <laughs> with him to 
to see to see AJ Preller walk in and say, Bob, I know you've done this. Here's the lineup. No, and without a fight from Bob Melvin, there's no way. Can I like some, that. Well, yeah, fight. I like the fight. Yeah, but can, but this is it. Here it is. This has me thinking of a great game. At some point, someone someone behind the scenes, write this down. We should play a game where we go through each manager and we figure out who's setting the lineup, team by team. <laughs> Who has final say? Because I bet you, like Dusty Baker says, screw you to some people. Nope. It's my final call. No. Nope. And then there's probably some newer skippers that have no say. They go. Here you go. Have fun. I don't think any of them have a final say, in my opinion. You don't think any skippers, even like the... the Dusty Baker does, 100%. Real, real veteran dudes, Todd Father? No, um, it's not 100%, AJ. No, no, no. They get guidance, but I'm saying like they'll get numbers. He said Dusty Baker. I don't think it's 100% with him. Well, no, but he, 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 I think Dusty gets the final choice. They picked Dusty over the general manager. (laughs) True. Last year. Let's not forget. And you think Buck? You think I don't even know who the GM is for the Mets? Billy Epler. Billy Epler walks in and no, goes, "Hey no. Buck, they give them info. Buck would be like, screw you, I'm out." Yeah. Larry Boa told me a story in 2013. By the way, uh, Machado just went deep in the five hole. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Yes, he did. <laughs> um, okay, but, so I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it. I'm yeah, taking I already it. Took it. <laughs> I'm taking but, it. Larry Boa told me when he interviewed for the Astros job, and I think before Bo Porter got it, in 2013, he walked in and they did the whole interview. And Lunau, who was the GM, said. Listen, Larry, I'm going to give you the lineup every day, and you're going to put that lineup out there. And Larry Bogos, this interview's over, and walked out. No way. So he told me. What year was that? I think it was 2013 before 13, they. Yeah. No, 2013, of course. That's Ooh, 10, we, 10, 10 years ago. We got to get Larry on one of the foul territory programs at some point. Yeah. Mark yeah, that I'm down not, as well. I, I want like to hear Larry. that story. I like Larry. Larry's Reach out great. to Larry. He's a fire plug. Yeah, not a spitfire. Not a spitfire, just a He's fire. A spitfire. <laughs> All right, now that we spent 20 minutes on the first take it or leave it topic, let's let's run through some. Pete Alonso will hit 50 plus home runs this year. Take it or leave it. I'll give you context. He's at 10 and we're 25 games in. Yes, take it. Take it. Leave it. Really? He's hard. Did you pick Alonso to be the home run guy? No. Okay. That would be me. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm taking it. Money on Alonzo to win the home run chase. So 10, he it, it, it's about six. He's on pace for about six and a half no. per 10 game or per 25 games. So that would be right now he's on pace for 60. 65. No chance. I know he's not hitting 65, no. but he's hitting 50 plus if he stays healthy. Agreed. No? What did we say about ifs the other day? I'm just looking at projections. If my aunt had what, she'd be my what? I don't do that stuff. You're not my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, that's a down south lingo, brother. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Todd and me are like very much on the same page today. (laughs) The relationship is growing. All right. The Orioles will be a wild card team come September. Take it or leave it. Will they be in the wild card race in September? I'll take that. They'll be Le- in it. Leave it. Leave it. You think they'll be they'll sink? They're hot right now. I think I think it's it's a good first month. Really good first month. But I, I think they'll find a way to go downhill. You're not my dad. <laughs> I didn't say it to you. I said it for myself. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Was, was that not that section? Uh, I'm taking it, man. I love Adley Rutschman, man. If there's a if there's somebody that can lead a team. Adley Rushman's the guy. 
But you know, mm. you said take it, they'll be in the hunt. You didn't say take it, they're gonna make the. Yeah. No, it's it's playoffs, be a right? wild card. They will be. They'll be in the hunt. 100%. No, no, no. They'll be in the hunt is what you said. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And in um, the hunt, like within a few games of a wild card, you know, not yeah, like six games it. out with 20 teams. In no, I thought, I thought you said they'll make the wild. They're not making a wild. In my opinion, they're not making a wild card. I, I think they'll be, I mean, not mathematically eliminated, but I don't, I don't think they're going to be a serious threat. I don't. I think they'll have a nice season, but I don't think they're going to be a wild card team. And I don't think they'll be within a few games in September. Okay. Because Why? you don't like the pitching staff? I don't like the pitching, and I don't like the yeah. pitching depth. And I, they did nothing in the offseason, and right now the small moves they did make are decent, but I think ultimately they had to do so much more this past offseason. They did nothing, and I think they are going to be burned for it. And at the trade deadline, they're probably going to do nothing. So I'm, I'm out on that. I don't think they're going to be terrible. I just don't think in that division, I don't think they're going to be the Rays, the Blue Jays, or the Yankees. I think okay. they're going to be four. Fair. Next up. Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young. Take it or leave it. Take it. Take it, take it right now. Yeah. Take it. I mean, who's the – Sonny Gray? McClendon, Sonny Gray, Shohei Otani. No. Otani's not going to win won't. the Cy Young and the MVP, I don't feel like. Right now, I believe the, the latest BetMGM odds have Otani and Cole at the same whatever it is, plus 300 or mm. something like that. I can get you the exact number in a second. but Which I, I agree. I'm surprised. I think – Cole has a much better chance. He's going to pitch more. Otani always gets the extra day or more. Watch out for DeGrom coming in late, too. You never know. No shit. You think he's going to make it through the season? I think so. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of them. I like it. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it, too. He, he looks locked in. Whoa. Who made this question? Aaron Judge won't hit more than 35 homers this year. Take it or leave it. Leave it. it. Save 35? It. Save it, meat. Claudia, was that you? Did you Claudia, put that number Claudia out watched the game yesterday. Did you see his dive into third base? I know Todd's supposed yes. to be watching Yankees games, but he's I not. I saw. And yeah. then did you, see, did you see later he was like I'm this? Not. <laughs> okay. So that's why there's injury concerns here? You, it, no. I mean, that's the reason you're taking this. You're taking this if you don't think that he's going to play even close to a full season. That's a leave it. I already said leave it. Save it, me. He's if he's healthy, he's going to hit thirty-five in that band box. Easy. His exactly. his shoulder was hurt the, his rookie year, and he still finished out with fifteen in the end of seventeen. Like this dude has enough power to finish well above thirty-five, even when he's hanging on something. Yep. I agree. I'll do. Agree. I'll do one more. Because Chandler Rome with The Athletic covers the Astros said Kyle Tucker is one of the most underrated players in baseball. Take it or leave it. Oh, take it. Easy take it. Easy. easy. Yep. This is as easy as Aaron Judge if he's healthy at 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's no batting gloves. Stud in the outfield. Steals bags. Homers. Big hits. The best part about him, he's like this with no batting gloves and he's moving his feet. He's like... Most people get dig in. He digs in and then he dances around with his feet. It's a don't try this at home kind totally. of approach. But he knows how to get the barrel to the ball and he whacks it. Mm-hmm. Easy take it. Right? Everyone agree? Agree. Easy take it. Um, oh, and Garrett said, hey, apologize. We already hit this topic. Why did the Cardinals option Walker? Great news. You can listen back. Scroll back, Garrett. We were all over it at the top of the show. In other news, Aramis Ramirez spoke to Hector Gomez 
or maybe Hector just caught it. I know he had the tweet, and Hector does a great job catching some things that that slip by most of the uh, media. So Aramis, Cubs, Cubs, great. Mm-hmm. There is no way the Hall of Fame would exist without Barry Bonds. In the Hall of Fame, there are players who use steroids. This is the part. Ready for it? I can name five players that I'm 100% sure they use steroids and were recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. Boom. He's going for it. <laughs> name them. Name them. Wow. Bring them on. Come on, on. You got to get them on. Español para ti. Come on. Let's go. No, Name them. Wow. He won't. Why not? Because he's going to have a problem with the guys. Okay, well, who, who's recently gone into the Hall of Fame? Let's go through the list. That, that's tough to just say that. No, I'm just out, saying, out but loud, he said yeah. recently. So what's recently? The last 10 years? Last yeah, five last years? I would say recently to five years or less. Even go back to 10 years. Who, who is it? Let's, let's get the list. And while we do that. I mean, we're not going to guess, but I just want to know. I want to hear the list. Of recent. And also, I'm going to count. I'm going to talk about the guys that the writers voted in, right? Like. Yeah. You know they have the the, the, the voting committee guys. too, like yeah, the Hall of Fame guys, like the the writers, not the not the air, the legends guys, the, right? The like McGriff guys. got voted in, okay. just now Rudy by McGriff. the players. Yeah. Yes, but Scott Rowland, okay. was the last one, and then in 2022 you have Big Poppy, okay. In 2020 you have Jeter, you have Larry Walker, mm-hmm. playing golf with him tomorrow, by the way. With Larry, want me to ask him? Yeah. No, another name drop. Well, that you know how you. Go. I want names. Can you get names for yeah, us I'm from Larry? Kidding. Ask him Ask him who roided. 2019, you had the late, great Doc Halliday, Edgar Martinez, Mike Messina, Mariano Rivera. 2018 was Vladdy Jr., Trevor Hoffman, Chipper Jones, and, hmm. and Jim Tomey. Whoa, that was a, that was a year. Um, you need more? I mean, 2017... I'm just going to, maybe my inflection changes. Jeff Bagwell, Pudge Rodriguez. So maybe Is maybe we it? start going back. I mean, in 2017? Yeah, okay. You that's want me to cool. keep going? I mean, no, no, 2016 Piazza. was Griffey. But here, 2016 Piazza was Piazza. Was 2015, Biggio. 2015, Randy Johnson and Pedro, Pedro and, and Smolty. So, yeah, of all of the names that I just listed, did five of those guys ever put a, a needle in their ass? I'm going to say. Uh, no, no, they're all clean. I'm going to say yes. Out of, I, I, can, I can come up with five there. Oh, well, this, is sticky. this is sticky business. Yeah, this is sticky stuff, one. baby. Well, I didn't say anyone's name. I'm just saying there, there are probably five names out of that that I can pick. Okay. I know some people are probably going to be like, well, then say the names. I, I don't that know. That's going to be my next name. I don't know if I'm allowed. Okay. Am yeah. I allowed? You can do whatever you want. That, I'm just saying I ain't saying no names. No speculation. No speculation. No speculation. No. Okay. But you heard what he said. Like, I don't think I we should speculate. You heard what he said. He said he knows 100% five of the guys. At least five. No, he said at least five. At least five? Okay, I didn't, I didn't take that. Like, like, this is a dude that was – he was a dude when he played. He was a guy. Only a three-time All-Star, had over 300 home runs. He was an MVP, let's see, one – two, three, four, five times in his career. He got MVP votes, like mid-tier, 10 to <clears throat> ten to 15. Like, he was, he was rubbing elbows with a lot of guys, and they would respect what he did. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's lying that he doesn't know five guys. I'm saying 
Say with your chest. Maybe, maybe he's talking about Bud's, Bud Selig. I, I, is it all players? <laughs> Bud Selig? You think Bud, Bud was Seelig. juicy? Come on. Bud, Bud got in there in 17, man. You never know. <laughs> he was juicy. <laughs> Some radio guys that, that were juicing. Yeah. Well, uh, we Rudy, talked about Viagra the other day for years. performance enhancing. Maybe it enhances your ability to be a great commissioner. Hawker Rook got in not long ago. Maybe he's one of them he's talking about. Harrelson? Yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. He might be talking about broadcasters. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's some players on oh, there. Just that... Put around. it on my butt. Yes. There's some players. Here, here's my thing. There were some guys, especially when we're in like the 2015 to 2018 range, when I'm looking back at some of the list here, where you should have come out strongly and said you didn't do shit. I'm pretty sure if we look back, because uh, I, d- I did play this game in the past when I was working for Sirius back in the day, and it was a huge topic, especially during that time period when I was on with them a lot. And we were looking back at quotes of guys when they were asked about it, and one that stood out that I can remember, and I'll get an exact quote, but like Pudge was asked about it, and I think he said like only God knows or something like that. And I'm like, dude, if you didn't if you didn't touch anything wrong in your life, um, like a PED, then you would say, would you not say, hell no, I didn't touch shit? Uh, you can't even comment on that. I'm saying for I you. Like I, like, I like Pudge. Speculation. Speculation. You guys suck. That's the word of the day. Spitfire and speculation. All right. Here, no, Scott's asking. Scott's asking about the reaction. Oh, the yeah. Reaction. No, no. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about like if someone came up to <laughs> me in my face and said, "Hey, did you ever take roids as a player?" And you were resounding well, my no, is no. I would I say, "Hell no." Okay. So like right now, let's play the game. Ready? AJ, you played in, a, in an era, at least at some point, where there were a ton of roids in the game. Were you one of them? No. Hell no. I wish I would have been because I could have made a lot more money, though. Boom. There you go. <laughs> See, that would have made a big difference. I'm just kidding. I, I am so happy I never did them. Totally joking. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Todd Father, did you, did you ever do roids? No, never. Okay. Never, never that even should thought be about the answer. Never even thought about it. That should be the answer when you're asked about a question like that. Kratzy? Yeah, I was going to say. You're not my Why daddy. You? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to answer to you. We had, we had a guy that got caught one time. I won't say his name, but it was in the minor leagues. And he was hitting 207. And the manager <laughs> takes the stat sheet. He goes, son, he goes, you got caught for doing steroids. He goes, you're going to have 50-game suspension. Based on the stats, they're not working. Throws him oh, down wow. and the kid, <laughs> the kid's out for 50 games. So, wow. no, I never used them. Like, no, that's what that's what you asked, Scott. Was the reaction is the reaction correct? This is our reaction. We cannot answer for him, but my reaction is no, no, and definitely no. I never used them. Yeah, and and here just so I don't misquote, it, Pudge was asked about the list. Right, the the Mitchell list, and and he responded. If he was on the list of 103, he said, "Only God knows." That's all. I'm just reporting what was said. Statements. Okay. I know. So, uh, somehow it's a sensitive subject. <laughs> well, you just don't want to say something about a guy that you don't. Know I'm I'm literally just saying I what he I said. I, I don't I know. know. I, I, I didn't it. spend time I totally with him. Get it. Yeah, that's He's a all. Great dude, though. He is. Great guy. Yes, exactly. But only God knows. <laughs> I know it's slap hands time.
to dedicate the beginning of Slap Hands to um, a legend who passed away. Um, and you met him. I've actually, I, I did an interview with him. Um, he was a big baseball fan. And he was just a big part of pop culture for a long time. Jerry Springer passed away at 79 years old. That's a great little screenshot there, too. If you're watching the show on YouTube, either now or later on, if you're on the pod, you can check this out towards the end of the show. AJ was a bouncer. I'll read the tweet, too. Our RIP to Jerry Springer is from AJ. Thank you for allowing me to be a guest bouncer. What a fun ride. Thank you for being a huge baseball fan and a great dude to hang with. You will be missed. You got a Jerry Springer bouncer story for us? Yeah. So Steve Wilkos was a buddy of mine and Jerry, who I met through him. We did hang out a few times. They asked me because they're taped in Chicago. They said, will you come on and be a guest bouncer? And I said, what does that entail? And they said, well, you, when they start fighting, you go out there, run out there and break them up. I was like, okay. So one guy, we, he, whatever the show was, I don't know. The guy said he could shoot fireballs out with his brain. He could look at you and shoot fireballs like a video game. <laughs> So we go out there, he starts fighting with his girlfriend, and we break him up. Sitting there, and he looks at me and goes, I'm going to kill you with the fireball. And I said, what? Because I didn't know what the show was about. He said, yeah, I can make fireballs in my brain, and then I can shoot them at you. And I said, oh, I am so scared right now. Just don't hit your girl. Please. And he was going, oh, at me. I'm just laughing. What are you doing? What is happening right now? He's playing for TV. You know, He was. It's but, his moment. But Jerry was huge baseball fan cincinnati guy todd uh he was the mayor down there mayor, yeah. the mayor was he, he was the actual mayor the right? actual yes, mayor yes, yeah. yes he was and just what, what a niche he hit though daytime tv right at the right time i'm gonna have i'm gonna get people that are dumb enough to come on this show and they're gonna fight about stuff that's not even real because it wasn't even real they just wanted to be on tv that bad that they would make stuff up just to get on Jerry Springer because they gave him free clothes. They gave him a free flight to Chicago, put him up for a couple nights, gave him some meal money for some food, and then they'd send him back home. And these people would come on there and they'd make stuff up and they, and they would fight about it. And they, ding, 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 ding. And then they'd start fighting Jerry. It was, it was awesome. It was like viral before viral. And, and he, he was involved with MTV. You know, Jerry did stuff like MTV Spring Break. I mean, he was, he was like a, an icon at one point. People, if you're a kid and you're homesick for the day, Jerry's on. You know, it just was, it was a vibe. They have a no, lot of nonstop flights from Orlando, just like the outer <laughs> stretches of Orlando to, to Chicago. <laughs> like there is, if there is a place where people are going from, that is it. <laughs> I actually was just that topic came up last night. I was at a a, a dinner and we're AJ and me are likely going to something in Chicago soon for an event. And they were like, well, you don't have many options. There's apparently not a lot of great nonstop, they told me. Are you no? kidding me? Are, am I wrong? Do you fly Southwest? That's what they said, Southwest. But they said like- United some has of a the, ton. They said Delta doesn't go direct. They were giving me some no, of the Delta names. Delta doesn't. United does. Oh, United. Oh, so, so they- so You over... have to choose. Do you want to go high pinky that you are and go to O'Hare with the United? Or do you want to fly with the common folk like I do and fly Southwest? Midway. They asked if you'd do Southwest. I said, "Oh hell no, yeah. probably not." I said, "Actually, don't go." Let's Spirit. be serious here. Probably I said, "No, nah, he only wants Spirit of Frontier." No, I want. <laughs> no, I only do first class. Okay, okay. You heard it here first, AJ. If you want him in your city, first class only. Boom. Hey, we'll see you on FT Live on Friday, and I think Drew Maggie's coming on. I think. Okay. So stay tuned. We'll get the real Drew Maggi 
from the Pirates after his debut with the squad, and hopefully he gets a knock. I think he's got one more AB. See you Friday. Why are you shaking your head, Kratz? Game's he over. didn't get a knock. Oh, they shit. pinch hit for him. All right, well, he's going to come on, and he's going to get a hit after tomorrow's <laughs> game. Because if you don't come on FT, you get cursed. And we'll talk about that another day. See you then. Fireball. Hey, BetMGM is running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo when you use the bonus code SPICYMLB. You can get this offer in four easy steps. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame Moneyline wager of at least $10 on any MLB team when at standard odds price. Then you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you will receive $200 in bonus bets. Just remember to use the bonus code SPICYMLB. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.